Okay, uh, welcome back to episode. I'd like to say six of Who's Code Again, uh, a, a supposedly weekly podcast that was uh, to, that was to be consistent over the last couple of months, but hasn't. But this is its second uh, podcast in in its second week, so I assume there's going to be more of this in the coming weeks. Uh, I'm rejoined by Akshay, who was on last week's podcast, who had some excellent expectorial advice, which we'll get onto later on the show. Uh, I also have Tushar with me, who is uh, extremely happy with his Chelsea team and how well they're performing in the league and in the Champions League. So this week, what we'll do is we'll take a look at the last week's fixtures, specifically starting with the UCL and the Europa League. Then uh, we'll have to take a look at the draws. After which, uh, we'll have a look at um, uh, the weekend's fixtures, the FA Cup fixtures, some excellent... Um, a run of form from Manchester United. It's resulted in them going out of the FA Cup. And also we'll take a look, look at how Tushar has been consistently beating us on the weekly average by not playing FPL for the last six months while we break our heads. So let's get on, let's get on with the show. Uh, okay, so we'll, I mean, I guess there's only one place to begin last week. It is, uh, it's Chelsea's dismantling of Atletico Madrid. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to like, like, say I watched the game because uh, I, I saw Tuchel play Man United a couple of weeks ago and it wasn't the most pleasing game to watch. It was actually quite boring because both teams refused to attack. So imagine taking that game and putting it in, into a, a fixture where you have one team notorious for not attacking at all. So, um, I mean, yeah, I, I, it's just, but in spite of all of that, Chelsea evidently dominated the game. And um, yeah, I think it came out, what, they won 2-0 they won on the night in 3-0 on aggregate. Was that the score? Yeah, it was 3-0 on aggregate. Mm. And yeah, 2-0 on that night. And uh, I think it was like a great performance by us. But I also think it was a very, very underwhelming Atletico team. Very out-of-form team. Like they're not the same team that was that was killing it in La Liga like up to like two three months back. Like had had like a what almost some ten point lead at some point or six point lead at some point mm-hmm. over the nearest rivals. Mm-hmm. Right now they're they're having a bad run of games. They're like <laughs> they won two in ten games and and uh, yeah, their form has been absolutely shit. And uh, I think the strikers are not like clicking for some reason. Suarez is not. Uh, uh, I think who's Jotulin is there, right? Is there? Who? Who's the uh, other striker? Yeah. Joe jo Felix. Dude, Joe Linton is it? Is it Newcastle? I ja, think. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ja. <laughs> sorry, ex, ex Newcastle boy here. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Huh. Always <laughs> for, for the boys. Uh, yeah, but. Yeah, Jao Felix couldn't do jack shit either. Uh, uh, Costa, I, I, I don't know why he didn't really play or he was barely there like that whole game. I think Atletico have terminated his contract. Yeah. Really? I don't think he's playing anymore. Yeah, I thought they terminated his contract because he tried some. I mean, I don't know. I, that that might just have been rumors. I'm not quite sure. No, but like I mean, from what I see, no Chelsea, it's very difficult. For teams to score past them this season, like notoriously so, <laughs> they've had. I think they've conceded one goal in the last eight matches against um, uh, against Southampton, where Minamino scored. 
as far as but the one but the issue is it can it swings the other way and they're not scoring as freely as they were uh, as they were i don't i mean they weren't scoring under lampard either but this is generally that the attack is taking the time the problem to- is the, yeah there's there's no connection between the, the defense and the offense right now mm. and and that that double pivot of like uh kovacic and kanti works mm. but those guys are not creative enough to pass through the lines and stuff so mm. it's generally counter attacking that helps as long as they're counter attacking you'll score but even there they're not clinical huh, yeah, no, the no. the other thing i feel is that um, like tuchel's thing is very structured right now okay and that's not very good for ziak like that's why he keeps taking him off by the 70th minute and stuff mm. he's like still yet to do like a full 90 minutes under tuchel ziak that is mm. uh um, and No, I, I want to go with with what with like with Kai Havertz's uh, position. Now they they're pushing him into the false nine role, and I think he's he's starting to look better. Is what I was told. And also that that game he played. Uh, did he play false nine against um, against Atletico? Was it Werner and Giroud up front? Um, I think he did play a false mm-hmm. nine. Uh, no, because yeah, I remember Kai Havertz oh, is like slowly uh, slowly. Uh, Giroud never came on for that. He never came on no, for that. Hmm. No, okay. So no, because Giroud was the, Giroud's goal was the goal that separated them in at, at Atletico, right? Was the, he was the one yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, he got the away goal. No, okay, thought as much. Anyway, no. Um, no, I think he went off at the sixty-third minute. I think, right, Giroud. Well, and again, he was there for most of the game. Hmm. In the yeah, Atletico, in the home of the. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. Sorry, uh, I'm confusing this with the Sheffield United fixture. No, sorry, sir. Yeah, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I think he he wasn't there. He okay. wasn't there. Yeah, he, he never came, came on. on hmm. I just checked the lineup, yeah. and he never came on. Okay, but uh, there's Werner, Havertz, Ziyech. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure whether Hudson Odoi was there or not. I didn't see that. He's also like um, completely. He's reinvented him as some sort of bombing fullback, right? Wing back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wing back. No. But I don't think he's that great defensively. Uh, oh, defense is good. Like he puts the ball in well. But uh, but dude, like yeah, he, I mean, you have Alonso who built a career of not being great defensively, but going forward, he was he's exceptional. I remember like they brought him back for that Burnley game, the first game that he he that because Lampard had all but thrown him out of the squad, right? And then he brought him back for the Burnley game, and he scored. <laughs> It's just like yeah, he scored. He scored. He, he came out of nowhere and he just yeah. Uh, Marcus oh, Alonso. Yeah. But but, but, the, but the thing is, teams know he's weak, so mm-hmm. they they try to exploit that. Mm. But luckily, Zuma has been a tank. Richie has been okay. Dude, uh, Rudiger. Dude. Hopefully, Thiago. Yeah, Rudiger. I don't know how from where mm. he found some form. Like, but at the beginning of the season, so it is very interesting about Chelsea. The beginning of the season, mm. uh, the Chelsea Reddit would be like, uh, like we have Havertz, we have Zayek, we, we have uh, Timo Werner, mm. and at the defense would be like, God knows what's going to happen. No fuck, our defense is fuck. Blah 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 mm. blah. Mm. Right now, our defense is what's keeping us in front. Mm. And the front four not doing jack shit. <laughs> so like how the like tables have turned is just funny. Like, dude, for, not just that. I mean, didn't Emerson score with his first touch when he came on? Yeah, he he 
what was this first touch yeah yeah and even under lampard mm. zuma was scoring the goals with, with those headers oh, yeah. and thiago silva mm. yeah the, those great that 17 game run that we had a mm. lot of goals and a lot of matches won by our defenders more than our forward line yeah i mean i, I don't think werner's had the best settling in period but i still feel he'll come good he's only what 24 no Uh, next season when they like when I think they just need a pre-season where they all play together and connect yeah. uh, you you're starting to see that across all uh, I mean across the across the Premier League and just teams in general like teams that have had a pre-season or some sort of a pre-season are okay but everyone is gassing out and now the euros are coming can you imagine how annoying that's going to be to watch because generally like all prem, the Premier League talent that shows up at the euros are just exhausted by the end of the season and which is why england are yeah. so bad so bad because uh, they're just so out of uh, i mean they they're running on fumes so in a season where like teams are gassing and only if you have the resources available to you like like you have a man city where you can you you have two playing 11s essentially um then then you'll be okay if not it's it's been a very difficult season like you take liverpool's case for the uh, you know for that example it's just they in january i think till december they were okay in but the end of december to late jan they fell off they completely fell off that six uh, five games they've they've lost at home at anfield um they i think they've somewhat recovered now they had a pretty good performance against leipzig and they're through um so but yeah so just generally back to the point is that if you like without the preseason even next season i don't know how they're going to manage uh, given the accumulation of games um so it's it's going to be interesting but uh, next season hopefully they get everyone back like i think diego jota is back already mm. for them no he's back yeah and, i think uh, yeah he's back and but he's, generally they, think, they're looking good mm they have uh, van dijk will come back into that defense the, the issue i have with klopp is that it's not that his team is i mean he is a great front line his he lost one defender but he refused to change the system the system is uh, let let the full backs attack and uh, the midfield will stop, sit and stop the counter attack basically that's what fabinho henderson and wijnaldum were there to do right they'll just recover the ball send it back because van dijk is is cleaning up behind them so it's going to be okay and the system is not going to work without that without van dijk playing without fabinho and henderson being in in midfield switch it up play of play go to three at the back go do something and it took him so long to do it and by the, by that time uh, they'd already like dropped off in the title race so the the other thing is i think even teams have found out how to manage like trent and alexander exactly. how to stop him from score how to nullify that guy hmm. and what's the other defender on the other uh, robertson robertson yeah robertson hmm. him as well you, you can see it in your fpl as well right like hmm. last year those two guys were like on fire hmm. this year those guys were like almost nowhere like they weren't doing jack shit yeah i think the teams as you as you mentioned right like rightly pointed out that teams have figured out trent is liverpool's biggest weakness because he can't he's good offensively but he's quite shit defensively he has the, the alonso problem essentially uh so like teams are like now targeting that the space he leaves behind to to run into and i we noticed this in the in the fa cup game that united played which is now such a useless uh game to have played so, yeah. so useless it's uh, like cuz every time trent vacated the space rashford would like stay would stay behind and then make the run and he was causing all sorts of issues for liverpool 
um and then they switch the ball out and then you know like that, i think that's how greenwood scored in then in that game if i'm not mistaken but anyway we're like we're like going off on a tangent now back to chelsea who have now made it uh, into the quarter finals it's this very interesting set of games that have come up uh, in this last uh, in the draw that, uh, that was held on on friday i'd like to say uh, if i'm not mistaken they've gotten the best draw they could possibly have gotten they've got porto Uh, yeah, Porto. Porto. That's that's the that's the dream draw that we were getting. Yeah, and um, which uh, and it's, it all feels a bit 2012, doesn't it? It feels like Chelsea not doing so like up fifth or sixth, in, like, fourth or fifth. I think they're fifth in the league now, or they're fourth. I'm not mistaken. Fourth, uh, fourth in the league. Uh, fourth in the yeah. League. But league. this is the funny thing about being Chelsea fan, right? Mm. We're constantly in a state of crisis, but we're also constantly winning trophies. Yeah, this is just. <laughs> yeah, I never like, underestimate a Chelsea team in crisis. <laughs> that's when the Chelsea team will always shine. Like they they sacked. Uh, I think they they sacked AVB, you know, for the that season, and then they went on to win the Champions League. And it looks really possible. Yeah, Di Matteo. Yeah, because yeah. I, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, it's still like too early to be to be calling it because Bayern and and City seem like uh, world beating. Like those sides are just impossible to beat. I, uh, I feel if no, I if PSG managed to beat City, mm. then I think Tuchel masterclass is coming, and then. If any, if anyone can beat PSG right now, it is Tuchel for sure. No, I think <laughs> the whole team. He knows their weakness. Yeah. I, I think Bayern beats PSG because I think Bayern are playing PSG, City play Dortmund, um, and then the other, the last fixture is uh, actually what I'm. I'm Madrid saying. Liverpool. Yeah, Madrid Liverpool. Madrid Liverpool. Yeah, there we go. So if I were to pick winners from each of that, I think City go through against uh, Dortmund because Dortmund are quite shit defensively. uh i think uh, bayern beat psg because they they were down they were 10 down to 10 men on the weekend and, and at half time they were four nil up like that team makes no sense it generally doesn't make no sense it's just it's weird they're so good attacking from an attacking standpoint that i i think psg if they nullify mbappe and they nullify uh, uh who's uh, neymar uh, i don't think i don't quite see how where the rest of the team is going to Uh, like make it make a difference i think bayern get past psg and i and i think madrid get past liverpool pure not for any reasons that i think klopp zidane's a better manager just that zidane has some massive juju when it comes to champions league knockout stages he's so good at navigating them i mean unless varan goes and throws the ball in his net like he did last year uh I think Madrid have a, a strong chance of progressing against Liverpool over two legs. Also, there's no fans, so the whole Anfield aspect is gone. Um, yeah, the twelfth man thing is completely. Yeah. The other thing I feel is Madrid treat uh, they treat the Champions League like the FA Cup. Hmm. Like if they're not winning the La Liga, then they'll just come and dominate in Champions League somehow. Yeah, and, and somehow I, get get the. Uh, I mean, it's going to be hard to pull it off this year. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, they didn't. Thrice in a row, that team was in a crisis. At least the last time they won the Champions League, mm. but they made it happen. Like somehow, I think if if uh, it's the winners of Madrid, Liverpool play uh, the winners of uh, a Porto, Chelsea, right? Yeah, I think uh, that, maybe. that's correct. Yeah, that's so right. so I think that that's what's going to happen because. So it could be like it could be Liverpool, Chelsea in the semis, and uh, I I feel see if Tuchel get I think Tuchel will get if Tuchel gets an English team he'll beat him because 
there are two teams that can be in my i mean three teams that can be the city in the champions league this year one of them is bayern munich the second is is chelsea i feel he generally can beat them over two legs and the third is city themselves because naturally because over the years it is city have gone out purely because of pep's own stupidity uh last season against leon i don't know what he did he he played three central defensive midfielders he's completely shifted the system he rested players for that game uh uh he yeah, rested was... yeah he rested players for the but, but the thing i think is different this year is that he has a good enough lead in his in the premier league mm. so he can rest players in the league games and uh, he but, can but make he... full use of his like his full strength squad i think almost everybody's back mm. what he did uh, i mean maybe last... not in form yeah mm. but yeah. last the thing with last year he was the league was gone by the time he he played leon in the champions league right because liverpool had about 20 points ahead or something at that at that point so the league was gone so he could still have rested players and the year before he won the league and he still went out the year before that he won the league and he still went out so i i don't know what his as long as he doesn't overthink it i think they stand a realistic chance of doing yeah. of picking at least i think also underestimated leon mm. i mean resting players in a champions league come on yeah i was like dude you really must be like yeah my team can do this kind of uh, they're like oh we'll we'll think about we'll worry about bayern munich in the next round come on dude like seriously uh, um and so i think i mean if pep just stays doesn't get too much in his own head it'll be fine because realistically they've won the league the league is done they will beat mourinho in the carabao cup final because mourinho is we'll get to mourinho uh, <laughs> but mourinho is uh, being third season mourinho in the second season uh, and they'll win the fa cup unless chelsea pull out no yeah chelsea has still in it right chelsea play uh, play city in the fa cup semi final and Correct. united and united and united could have played leicester could have played southampton so the funny thing was my favorite bit about yesterday was uh, when the draw was announced there's there's a, a southampton account called have the nine nils been mentioned yet and all they said was the moment the draw came out it was either leicester or united and all they said was fuck <laughs> 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 uh, yeah i mean that was that was probably the best part of the game but yeah but yeah i feel realistically okay we'll all we'll go around and just pick a, a realistic champions league winner and you pick a dark horse to win it so we'll start with akshay so who do you think is going to win it and who do you who's your dark horse to win it i think bayern munich are in the running to win the champions league hmm. because they are they have a very good offensive team and they just go all out for it hmm. and your dark horse I would pick Dortmund. Dortmund. Yes, as a dark horse. That's yeah. actually uh, not because, a bad shout, dude. I mean, because uh, again, they are defensively, but mm. but Haaland's going to just kill it for them, and hopefully, they yeah. beat City and uh, go on to win it. I feel it. I feel Haaland will have like a big audition because if he plays Chelsea, they'll be like, oh, okay, this boy, <laughs> we want to sign him. <laughs> you play City, oh yeah, this boy, we want to sign him. every every team in that i mean barring liverpool because i don't think their finances will permit it but every other team in that in the competition can can sign haland and bayern's finances won't permit it either but they'll pull some harakiri like they did with uh, lewandowski where they got him for free can you believe they got that guy for free dude that's just how <laughs> that's just how they work right bayern munich gets everybody free As long as you're in the German league, you you come to them free. They got that Upamecano kid from RB Leipzig also. 
for about 40 million united were, united were get, go, getting quoted 75 80 million is just uh, the way bayern conduct business is is insane so okay uh, the those, germans they they got a business <laughs> <laughs> oh you would know thirds <laughs> uh, uh, uh winner and dark horse for the champions league i actually feel like this time city could do it mm. because peps peps like i think he might not he might retire or something if he doesn't win it <laughs> like or he might leave to go somewhere else because mm. the champions league has always been eluding him mm. so he'll make it happen this time mm. and the the dark horse i i think will be chelsea like uh chelsea team in crisis like i said uh somehow scrape through mm-hmm. and just win it Like it'd be hilarious if we pull off another Chelsea Bayern final. Mm. Like, oh yeah, oh, that, oh, that'll be crazy to watch. I feel, I feel Tuchel would. Win. I mean, he's my dark horse as well. I mean, Chelsea are my dark horse this year because let let's not, let's not forget Tuchel was in the final last year with Paris, and um, he was. Uh, I still feel Bayern will can retain it, will retain it, um, but it depends on just how well they if they get past PSG, which. If if they get past the that the whole Mbappe situation, which I don't think is going to be much of a problem, but you you can't really tell in knockout games now, can you? If they get past them, I think they have too much in the tank to um, not at least be in the final. But I also feel Chelsea the way they are, the, the way I mean how tightly they are in defense and just how good Kante has become again. He was everywhere in that Atletico game, um, and just. Yeah, they, they have such a strong base, and you know, it, it would, it would, I would not find it surprising if Timo Werner scored the winner in the final. So it's just like I, I feel it's coming. We'll quickly look at Europe's premier competition, the Europa, which uh, we are in as United fans, which had a, a gritty one-nil win against the, in the San Siro, um, which came after Milan just could refuse to clear the ball from their box, and Pogba dummied someone and. Banned it in the roof of the net, and then it was a fairly comfortable game. I don't think at any point in that game I was stressed that United were going to concede. They they seemed pretty solid. Milan were running out of ideas. They brought Ibra on. He had a great chance. It was a good save by Henderson, and uh, United progressed through to the semis, uh, through to the quarterfinals, and now they play Granada, which is the best draw they could have hoped for. Uh, Arsenal also uh, lost on the on the night. They lost to Olympiacos, but they went through on aggregate. and uh, they and they play slavia prague um which is a, a tricky fixture I, i mean it's it's one of the if you didn't get granada everyone would have hoped they got slavia prague but the story of the night was really at tottenham uh, tottenham who went to dinamo zagreb with um with a tunnel lead uh, playing a team whose manager was in was had been arrested two days prior and was in jail at the time of the game Uh, lost the game three nil three to an aggregate. They uh, the first goal that guy scores Orsic. I think his name is is is, is insane. Gets that it's like that reminds me of the Son goal against Arsenal earlier in the season. Uh, he curled it from outside the box, and then Tottenham just refused to show up. They didn't show up. Went to extra time, and it's very evident that Mourinho is now starting to uh, like show signs of a uh, fatigue or just. Uh, the cracks are showing which was which you'd usually you usually see in a year's time i don't think you'd see it now 
now everything yeah. yeah now he'd be winning the league and now or at least it would be fairly okay at at chelsea second season the league was done by by this time he was just grinding out results in united second season he had i mean it was really bad the first season he won two trophies but the second season was uh, he was 18 points behind finished till finished second this season at spurs uh, it doesn't look like he's going to get europe either i mean he doesn't he doesn't look like he's going to get champions league either and I, that's start and that's quite damning because for a team that as good uh, as spurs are in attack yes you can argue that their defense isn't all the isn't the best but um in in terms of attack, their attacking potential you have kane son bale mora and you should definitely get more output from those guys than mourinho is currently getting uh i read an article in the athletic where which talks about how the spurs players are are getting frustrated with the fact that mourinho doesn't teach them attacking patterns uh, in training and which yeah i noticed that as well that he he sets up every week he sets up for a new team a new tactic a new formation a new playing style mm. instead of developing their own playing style Hmm. that they they can consistently play throughout the season like hmm. most teams do right hmm. they may might have two systems at max but hmm. mourinho's putting in a new system every single like he's watching the video of how they play and just trying to nullify counter attack them on yeah. that yeah, like his, which means tottenham don't develop their own style ever like and that's not good like and it's, it's also not like he has the players to do that consistently every week these guys can't learn that every week hmm So I mean I mean that that makes that makes sense because if you watch them against Arsenal the other day barring the greatest goal I've ever seen uh that Rabona flick uh into the bottom corner by Lamela they were really bad like really bad there was no pattern it, and it looked so familiar because uh, I as a united fan were for his in his years I was like what is our style of play there is evidently no style of player it's either like he sets up the defense and the midfield to not lose and then once the ball passes the halfway line it's basically face to football for between the front front five or or six depending on the formation he picks um so it's just is and you 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 look at the likes of kane who is 27 this year and if if spurs don't win anything this year i think he's gone genuinely think he's gone and um because how much longer can you just be sitting around wasting time hoping that spurs will get it right there was i remember speaking to you in, in a bar a couple of months ago about how spurs were looking like they were going to win the league they were just, they just beaten city and um, the, the funny thing is at the beginning of the season it was working for mourinho hmm he beat city and united i remember yeah I, by I tactically changing an outlast you want to talk about that <laughs> oh, no no that yeah, game the, Yeah. No, I'm saying like at the beginning of the league like they were looking like they were going to win it, right? Mm. They were at a point there because he was tactically adapting to every team mm. and he was beating them. Mm. But then eventually like I don't know every other team they they found they found their form, they found their footing and they're playing the same one or two styles and this guy still hasn't established a good style like that what, works for dortmund yeah no like what happened was even during that that entire run 77% of their goals came from kane and son you you yeah they they yeah. they went higher than xg right yeah like so, they would get like one chance and they scored one goal or two exactly, chances exactly yeah that's 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 not do that every day all the time yeah that's not sustainable yeah. so i mean so exactly 
um, I mean, it, it, it basically regression to the mean, and that's that's where Spurs are. I think the the fan base also is turning. A lot of the stuff I see on Spurs Twitter is quite is quite hilarious and also sad. I saw this Venn diagram the other day, and it talks about like past Spurs managers who were who were crap. Who had crap tactics, were, were played crap football, and essentially were were crap people. And Mourinho was the was in the intersection of all three. Spurs <laughs> 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 is a very funny team. Like 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 now you realize like why they keep keep saying lads. It's Tottenham. Mm. <laughs> I mean, they don't seem like a very quality team to be honest. Like. At least at the back, in the front, of course, Kane and Son are like a dream combo. Dude, they also have. But Bale. the rest of the team doesn't have the. I mean, Bale's past is prime. He also hasn't played that much football. Hmm. Mora's good, but he's not like he's not Kane Son level. But he's he's still pretty good. But at the back, like there's nobody like good enough. I feel right. But still, this team reached the Champions League final two years back. Yeah. Right? That was crazy with Portocino, and 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 the poor guy got thrown out the next season. He, but he, he didn't get any he, signings. He got one signing in Endombele, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So that's not even really a signing. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the, the season <laughs> he got, the season he got to the Champions League final, he didn't have signings. They they signed nobody. And Mourinho's second. Yeah, season, I, I get it. Yeah. But the, the the very next season, the beginning, they looked so ordinary mm. uh, and. I mean that's why they had to throw them out because they couldn't perform with that same team. Do that team wasn't working, right? That team needs a rebuild, and I don't think Mourinho is your man to to start rebuilds. Mourinho needs Mourinho doesn't know how to rebuild. He just exactly. needs legendary players who will follow what he does. Exactly, okay. you need he needs people in his prime that he can replace in two to three years. Uh, people between twenty six to twenty eight. And like you look at the buys he's bought, he he bought Joe Hart, who's apparently who who cost them the uh, the FA Cup game, and he also has got the, he also has Doherty, which I feel which which from an FPL perspective we thought was going to be insane because Matt Doherty for Wolves last year was killing it, well, was killing it. Yeah, one of the most expensive yeah. uh, uh, defenders in the in the game at the time. Was getting assists, goals. Now he like he can't defend to save his life. Like Arsenal kept targeting him, and he looks so bad. It looks like Spurs have had some money laundering issues uh, that that have been sent, made, that have been done through the Dorothy transfer. But in, even that, I think they they need the backline needs to be refreshed. In in my opinion, I feel they and they need a new back four. Uh, Aurier is is too inconsistent. Eric Dyer is going to cost in, uh, England the Euros. You wait and watch. Uh, and uh, Davinson Sanchez has a mistake in him in every other game. Yeah, and we just spoke about Doherty. They have a great. They bought a great buy. In Do you buy. think Kane might leave? Yeah, I think he's def- if they don't win this season, they're definitely he's definitely leaving. I feel no, but he seems the type who's very like uh, like uh, that. Sh- but I feel that like the, the loyal fan. Like Gerard Lampard, yeah, he's doing too much and not getting anything out of it. Yeah, honestly. like yeah, like Gerard Shearer and all. Will that that concept seems to be going? I mean, even Shearer won a title before he went back to Newcastle. So uh, Gerard yeah. Gerard stayed back, and I don't know. I think to his detriment, uh, Liverpool didn't. He he deserved a better team than what he had around him. And I think Kane is also going to start seeing that and realize he doesn't want that career. He doesn't have too many years at the top. Uh, left, he's approaching his peak. 
he should probably sign for i i think if if they sell him they sell him abroad if he is to go some place i think they they should sell him to dot to uh, to uh, bayern munich no bayern munich cuz lewandowski is getting old and uh, that is the perfect replacement yeah he is that kind of player yeah yeah, yeah. yeah cuz even lewandowski is not that fast he is just a good striker yeah, he is yeah. a great striker he can the same time can drop yeah. into midfield if, if at all i think he is like the perfect replacement for lewandowski and he'll win the league for, for sure he's guaranteed going to win the league uh, with bayern so he need at least get his titles I mean that that meme is not a meme for no reason that even I can leave in the league with Bayern. Yeah, just like anyone can win the league with Bayern. They they fired that guy, the guy who Hansi Flick replaced Nico Kovac. He won the league. They fired him. They, Ancelotti won the league. They fired him. So I don't think winning the league is much, is is as much a uh, yeah. It's all about the Champions League, right? Yeah, it's like winning a league is given. If you don't do that, then then you're a curse, not like a. That's I don't know what. <laughs> That's just the German thing. Now, um, I think we'll we'll now after have, having discussed the great uh, Spurs drama and the UCL draw and 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 the, and then the Europa draw, we'll take a look at this week this week's fixtures and then we'll also do some FPL talk at the end of it. So this week there were only about four fixtures, but also a lot of FA Cup uh, results. Um, so I think we should start with the FA Cup result because there was. a pretty uh, straightforward win for leicester against united yesterday uh, at no point in the game did leicester look like they were being threatened uh, and they they played 352 and i think vardy and ianacho were completely destroying uh, lindelof and maguire they kept isolating each center back and the midfield kept bombing forward y- yesterday was pretty um, it was evident it was quite evident that matic is done at that level because um if you play number one if you play matic and fred together fred who gives the ball away each every half second so um you need someone to help go and re- get the ball back and matic is too slow to run so united kept losing the ball they literally gave the ball away for the first goal fred passed it to um ianacho went who ran to the keeper and scored and in the second the second goal was even worse the second goal has had um matic uh, tilman run tilman uh, tilman's run off matic matic can't keep up fred lets him go and it's 2-1 uh and united as much as they need they there's talks for a center back there's talks for uh, a a backup right back they need a holding midfielder bad they need the fred mctominay dynamic is taking away from bruno is taking away from pogba to a point where the united don't create chances at this point if you've looked at them over the last one month or so initially i mean under solskjaer they the football was a lot more fluid but now for a variety of factors it's just that one could be teams have sussed out the fred mctominay situation so it's all coming down to one of the front four having an exceptional game either ashford will get the ball do something with it then nobody is playing no there is there is no like team patterns the way city play like if you notice when city have a make a uh, a moving towards goal there are at least four options in the center of the box for uh, the ball to be the play to or, or for a, or for a goal just generally speaking yeah that's true yeah if you look at the so i think that there- I think their main problem for United is that so yesterday they had to rest their players. Mm. Um, at least that's what the the coach said. Ole said, 
but the problem is the replacement bench is just not good enough or just not a like for like hmm. replacement like, i agree they're not at the same level like fred, like what what the hell was fred doing yesterday like what were those like he put his one hand up second hand up the third <laughs> like i don't know what to do <laughs> to say sorry anymore like lurch my body forward to say sorry or something at this point but, but but yeah i think that's the main thing and then you guys need to invest you have to invest in this summer you have to have a big summer at some point it's, and, it's not like they're not having big summers you, having also been hit by a lot of injuries i would say I wouldn't say um, I mean every team has injuries right hmm. we have injuries liverpool has injuries city had injuries true, true. they made kevin de bruyne a striker and stuff dude come on like yeah. everybody's had injuries this season city haven't right. had a striker they they been i mean here's if you consider hazus a striker i don't really consider him a striker i just consider he's him. a second striker more like a he's like a guy who plays behind right yeah and he's he's not he can't be your main striker right he's, he's yeah. not a sole striker for sure yeah yeah and, yeah that's why So now you look at uh, United's problem. I think is one the team is tired. Like they are evidently very very tired. And where I blame Solskjaer is that the backup, like the second string, he hasn't played enough for them to have any sort of match rhythm. Like you, okay, fine. You you change half the bloody team for Leicester. Say you're resting everyone. You throw take Luke Shaw off, who has invariably been your best, uh, been the best left back in the club or in the league. over the last couple of months um you take out bruno rightfully so because that that guy i do, i don't know how that man is still running genuinely i have no idea how he's been running he's been running for a full year now i mean barring the 3 months where uh, covid happened every single game he's either started or he's come on and played he's not he's not had a full 90s rest Uh, yeah, but that's because you guys are like night and day difference, and Bruno's on and Bruno's off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you, know, you could see that yesterday as well. Yeah, uh, exactly. As soon as he came on, the whole dynamic of the game changed. We scored after he came on. But Bruno um, himself has been quite off form uh, of late. You can tell he's he's tired, he's frustrated. And when Pogba before Pogba got injured, he he was taking some of that st- uh, pressure off of him because Pogba was coming on and he was like. he was pulling off some man of the match performances pogba also came back from an injury and i felt one loss was coming during this week it was either going to be uh, against west ham milan or or leicester because without rashford you don't have so one wing anyway is quite useless without rashford and and marshall's form being well it's at you were essentially playing without any strikers greenwood is good but he's only he's very young it's it's, it's inconsistent he's not going to do well No, yeah, Greenwood potential, but he can't be yeah. like a, a permanent guy. Like he still needs a year or two to develop. I think. See, United need to go by Haaland. Like if they have any sense, they need to go by Haaland because they need one number nine striker. Cavani is going into the into the window because uh, he wants to go back, move back to South America. So that's that's ended. Marcel is too inconsistent to be uh, getting that that constant uh, output of goals. And Haaland is the answer. Mbappe, you won't get because dealing with the Qataris is going to be a nightmare. They're going to charge some insane amounts of money, and he—I don't think he'll want to come either. He—he has his heart set on Madrid. But um, if you were to pick uh, pick a player, I think Haaland is def- like any one of our teams. Actually, as a matter of fact, I think Haaland improves your front line. He improves our front line. he improves um city's front line city need a replacement for aguero because aguero seems to be going on his way out um generally i think 
whichever team gets Haaland, at least for the next couple of years, is in a good space. Yeah, you know, I, I think there were some Haaland rumors that... No, no, let, let, let those go. Uh, I think there's a rumor that City is talking to Haaland's dad at the moment. Mm. And uh, the City are pretty sure of a deal uh, or something like that. Oh man, if he goes... Yeah, I agree. But mm. like, I don't think Haaland is United's answer. Like, United need like a, like a semi, like half a team rebuild at this point. Hmm. For sure. But the problem is, you already know you won't get it. The Woodward won't do it. He just won't do it. See, there's a reason why they kept Ole around, right? Mm. Like, Ole is a guy who won't lose the dressing room. Mm. Even if it's bad or good performances. Okay. Mm. He doesn't kick up a fuss. He's not a Moreno or a Pep. Mm. He's not a big, big uh, personality guy. So, he won't mm. give Woodward trouble. Mm. At the same time, he caters to the Ferguson nostalgia fans. Mm. He keeps them also happy. So he's the perfect man. That's why probably he hasn't been sacked or like he hasn't been warned or his job's not gone yet. No, because he, were... he's like in that right atmosphere or the right circle of all of those things. But you guys need some big change to happen. Otherwise, it's going to be maybe another trophy list unless you get to Europe. But you guys have to win Europe. Like, there's yeah. nobody else there. That Yeah, there's nobody. I think Europa is, is definitely like all eggs in the basket at this point. And I hate the Europa League because of what it does to um, does to your league form. Yeah. Just generally, like, if you, yeah, it's all injuries, right? Yeah, it's all everyone's it's all, out there to just and they're jump tired. Yeah, and you know, and they're tired also, right? Like, look at this season. So that on a usual season, the Thursday Sunday recovery is is difficult. Imagine in a season where like they've been playing a game every two games every week, two to three games minimum every week. So it's just, and also with Ole, I think for the first time in a very long time since uh, at least Ferguson, there's, there's been natural progression a little bit where I feel the team is moving in the right direction. But because the, the, the disconnect is going to come with the, Woodward, with, with the Glazers thinking that United, if they are in the top four, if they're consistent, they are, it's basically the Arsenal problem. United are in the top four. They, are, they have enough money, they're generating enough revenue to be considered a top club, which will help finance the, the Glazers' other uh, business, business streams. Like, dude, the Glazers went and thumped how much money on, on Tom Brady and, uh, and Gronkowski? They, they ended yeah, up but they the, won the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, they, yeah, they won they the won Super Bowl, yeah. So, evident, like, so they don't really, they don't care about United as much as they do care about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because, I mean, it's, it's, an, it's an American sport. They're, they're more like, why does Stan Kroenke care so much about the Rams? Why does, it's just, um, I mean, they're, it's more nationalistic in, in, in my opinion. But if you the thing with United, I'd see, I, I don't think Ole will stay here for the next six, seven years. I think two more years and he's probably going to leave. Uh, United are second. They should, had no business being second, but they are second for some reason. Um, and especially with the misfiring front line, like that front line has been so bad this season. They must have about 20 goals between all of them, 20 to 25 goals. So Greenwood must out have... Of which, out of which 20 are... Uh, probably, no. Yeah. And Bruno. Bruno. No, Bruno, Rashford is on 17, is on 17, Bruno's on 18 or something, if I'm not mistaken. So, but yeah, Martial, Cavani, all are in single, uh, single digits. So nobody's really scoring. 
but good the international break has come for the first time i'm happy there hasn't been an international break because the teams look like they were going to die so when when they come back hopefully there's not too many injuries uh hopefully covid regulations are are being kept because I, as much as the league is done it's i still want to see what's happening relegation is becoming a big is becoming a very interesting uh part because like we all agree that sheffield united are gone i mean they're, they're down uh west brom i think are joining them but it's between three teams right now about who's going to get the drop i think it's it's brighton fulham and newcastle and newcastle right now have the worst run they have the worst run and it looks like um they're going down those your old boys are going yeah i mean newcastle like they actually put up like a like a board yesterday at at st james park saying that uh, Coward, you're not one of us. Get out, leave us, all of that. To for Bruce But, or um, was it for uh, Ashley? For Steve Bruce. Oh, I mean they've given up. They've given up trying to say shit to Ashley because mm. uh, the funny thing is Ashley himself doesn't want to be the Newcastle owner, <laughs> oh, <I know>. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and there are there are conspiracy theories that go, go around saying that that going to the championship might actually easier for make it easier for him to sell. But it's not the because first the time. Because the EFL's right? regulation. Yeah, it's not the first time. No, mm. he's th- that thing that that sale to mm. uh, oh, the, the Saudi Saudis, guys huh? are still going. Yeah, mm. it's still going on. Mm. It's still under uh, litigation and all of that. You know, mm. That's still going on. Mm. So, but the EFL's regulations are are almost nothing, right? So if they go down, then it's easier for them to sell. So that's also uh, quite a big possibility. I was watching the kickoff yesterday, and it's it's basically fronted by a big Newcastle fan, and he and he says that in the local papers, uh, there's been news about Matt Ritchie falling out with uh, Steve Bruce, and also the the players have gone to Mike Ashton and said, "We still can't believe Bruce is in charge." <laughs> yeah, but the, but the, the thing is, like, if you fire him, then you have to pay. It's the same as a Tottenham problem, right? Mm. If Tottenham want to fire Mourinho, mm. they have to pay out some insane amount of money, mm. and Levy won't do that. He's too cheap to do that. So he's mm. going to keep Mourinho on because he has mm. no choice. Just, oh. He can't pay that severance package. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. That that's the same thing with Steve Bruce here. And again, Mike Ashley, he's removed himself from from the. operating in the day to day of the club hmm. he is more in charge of the fraser group business he's put his lawyer in charge of the club oh wow and the really? lawyer talks between mashley wow. yeah and and between mike ashley and 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 steve bruce not even steve bruce there's another guy there and uh-huh. that guy talks to steve bruce so the hierarchy is pretty small but it's pretty fucked up that's so like messed it, up it doesn't flow well yeah mike ashley he doesn't care he's like i want to sell the club That's why it's in an internal limbo of like, like there's nobody who cares about it. Even if Steve Bruce is there, even if it's going down, if it's going up, he doesn't care anymore. That is very sad. Like Newcastle probably have the most passionate fan base and the mm-hmm. most loyal fan base I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't deserve this. Like when I was there, like, like it, it was crazy. Like, like the people who, how they be like shouting and screaming around you for just for Newcastle. Mm-hmm. they had belief like they had even if united or chelsea came they had belief that we could beat them and stuff mm-hmm. like that like mm-hmm. that kind of hope in their eyes it is amazing the fan base is amazing they don't deserve mike ashley <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. That, that was the rafa years no so when benitez was there they they this was 
Well, um, I mean, that's when you were. So this was twelve years back. They got Mike Ashley twelve years back. Uh-huh. But the Rafa thing, they couldn't believe they got that lucky that they got a manager of that caliber mm. to come in at that time, and he stayed during the championships. Uh, the, mm, see, the, yeah. the championship when they went down, mm. and he brought them back up, and then he made them a decent team. Like I think there was a point where when he was Rafa was there, they finished twelfth or something like that. Yeah, they they finished eighth, eighth or ninth. Oh, eighth. Yeah, yeah eighth or ninth or something like that. Mm. And that was pretty good, like especially with the team that they had. Mm. Like Rafa really like made it happen. The thing is, Bruce Bruce has no ideas. Mm. Bruce should not even be in the Premier League. Like he's he's a Championship manager, not even that. Maybe a league two manager. It's surprising that he got here. Yeah, it's, it's very place. it's very surprising that they gave him the job and it didn't expect it to go bad. So uh, there's a, uh, there's a funny stat about how I think 20 games ago, Steve Bruce like they like you know Newcastle lost the game and, and Steve Bruce said fine now I'm going to do it my way <laughs> and the whole fan base was like whose way were we doing it up till now <laughs> and, and no, I was, no no so so the. There was a point where, like, they were saying you're not attacking enough. You're just sitting back and defending and inviting pressure. Uh-huh. So he literally played one game and then attacking style, and then they lost. Uh-huh. And he said, "Okay, now fuck you guys. We're going to do it my way." <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. And they've been losing since. I think they've won one game since uh, they won against Southampton. And uh, yeah, they've been losing since. I mean, which is actually a perfect segue for us into this weekend's fixtures because they got thumped by Brighton. Uh, yeah, even the Brighton fixture was like before the game. He was like, "This is the must-win fixture. Mm-hmm. This is the uh, we have to win." And uh, he gets thumped three-zero. And after the game, he's like, oh, "Oh, I didn't. I I couldn't believe how they outclassed us in every department." He's like, just showing that even he has no plan. Like he has no plan. Like, <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. I mean, come on. See, Brighton have no what do you call attacking impetus to begin with. Okay, they have no. The strikers can't score to save their lives, but they're very good. As a team, even I've never seen a team so. I mean, I, I we have Bruno, but what, like a team being so dependent on one player in Callum Wilson, who if he stays, if he comes back in the next month, Newcastle stay up. I think Newcastle's run is is quite bad. I think uh, they they play at least three of the top six in the um, in the next couple of weeks. They the la- the last day last game of the of the season is Newcastle Fulham, so that could just be winner goes down, uh, winner stays up, loser goes down. Anyway, no, we were just as I was saying, we we're going to look at we we're looking at Newcastle's fixtures towards the end of the season. Uh, <laughs> they play Tottenham next, Burnley, <laughs> West Ham. Um, okay, let's let's actually run through the fixtures and see which one they can they could win. Tottenham, I, I think they're losing that. Uh, Burnley could be a draw, or could they, they could lose it. West Ham, I think. It also depends on if if they have Colin Wilson back for them. Yeah, even West Ham will beat them, dude. Yeah, West Ham will beat them. Like West Ham this season is like Moy's masterclass. I mean, (laughs) oh yeah, did did we watch? Did you watch the game? Yes, we'll get to that as well. So um, Liverpool, I think they're probably going to lose. Arsenal will beat them. Or or you don't never know which Arsenal. Arsenal will beat themselves this season the way they're going. Leicester will beat them. City will hammer them, which leaves Sheffield, who will probably have like we have nothing to lose, so they might they might beat them too. And Sheffield actually played not bad yesterday. Hmm. It was so a very tight game until the until the 85th. Yeah, actually we got lucky. Like they had two misses towards the end. 
Mm. We're lucky. But yeah, they seem to be coming back into form. Mm. They probably beat them as well. If Brighton can beat them, then maybe even Sheffield will beat them. <laughs> so I, I, I really see no light at the end of the tunnel for Newcastle. It looks, it, it looks quite bad. Yeah. I mean, and, and the, the Brighton game was a savior. So it all depends on how Fulham does mm. for them to like stay up or down. Fulham actually, I mean, they played well against Leeds. Leeds have, have been a little more conservative. Uh, they went out 2-1 two, two winners. I think, uh, but Fulham look good. I generally feel that they they have enough to, to stay up because their striker Lukman and they have uh, Loftus-Cheek who's also there. Um, they have that uh, Aina guy. They're, they're generally a more solid unit. I think Scott Parker, is, if you give if you give them give him time, he'll he'll do well. West Ham Arsenal was the fixture of the weekend. It was just, it was West Ham 3 0 up in 20 minutes and then just uh, completely shitting the bed, letting Arsenal back into the game. Two own goals, uh, Craig Dawson's second own goal in, in the span of a week. And uh, in, in the end, I think the result was a fair reflection of how the game went. Antonio hit the post in the, when it was 3 2, and it, he could have made it 4 2, and possibly they could have taken all three points. And Spurs, I mean, I, I, wa- I watched this game, Akshay, as I was telling you, because uh, I, I was up for some work. And it was, Villa were as bad as uh, you could possibly think they were. Because without Grealish, they look really, uh, they look really bad. There's no way, yeah. there's, there's no avenue where the goals are coming from. Uh, and which brings us to our FPL week. So now, I mean, I think we were talking about this before we just started recording about how Tushar's FPL team has been beating us on the weekly average. I think I think this was one of the few weeks he didn't. And he stopped playing six months ago. Six months ago? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we have been breaking our heads over it. I mean, this was this week I had a fairly decent point, uh, set of... Uh, what do you call of points? Inspired, even after taking a minus eight, um, but still, that minus eight is wasn't as I didn't feel as justified because Sufal ended up giving me a big fat zero. Um, he had a great. I thought he got the assist, and I was very happy because he like his cross was what Antonio scored, but then it apparently went off the foot of Suchek, who I was happy for. But then Suchek went and got an own goal uh, on in the other end, so that didn't really help matters. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's just been uh, a vastly shit week uh, but hopefully now with the international break I think we have an eye towards improving uh, at least using our chips for the upcoming week I think Tushar you have all your chips right you haven't used a triple captain nothing nope nothing <laughs> I haven't even used one wild card yet you know, dude, just next week for the, like, for the heck of a triple captain Kane against Newcastle you'll probably like it You'll jump up some 500,000 point uh, ranks going, judging by how the season is going. Akshay, how do you do, bro? My team was okay. Um, I didn't take any minus points. Oh, smart. Um, because I had enough players to sustain for this week. Mm. But I was still under average. Um, because no, of wrong captaincy choice. You beat the average. Yeah, but under average from, from my liking, you know. Oh, you had Lingard um, with 12 points. Oh, that's nice. And oh, wow. on, on last week's podcast, we, I discussed that I might captain Lingard. Mm. And I had a last-minute change on captain the almighty Kane, um, who, who did okay, but not as I would have hoped. Um, 
But apart from that, not Lingard level. Yeah, yeah like, unfortunately, like, not like Messi, Lingard, Lingard or Bamford for, for for that matter. Did you see Lingard's goal though? It was it was a wonderful goal. What a whack, dude! He gets it outside the box and he like midair. He he volleys it. It was beautiful. I think. Yeah, Lingard is like Wednesday night Messi, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's been really good for uh, West Ham since mm-hmm. he's got eight goals already and a bunch of assists. Yeah, dude, like Messi Lingard. Yeah, oh, yeah, Messi Lingard. Hmm, so I think this week we had a bunch of international fixtures. Um, Hopefully, that'll that should. I mean, we'll, I think I was talking actually about yeah. this about how. Uh, picking our Euro squads because we both support England in, in tournaments. I, those I don't know what team you back at tournaments. Probably like to back a dark horse. Hmm. So like which can uh, also be England. Uh, <laughs> usually. <laughs> so this weekend, I think so. Uh, on the on the next episode, I was thinking we'd like do pick our England starting 11s, do an international um, uh, fixture, international break themed podcast. Where we talk about the Euros and who could possibly win it, and our preferred English squads for the tournament. Because Gareth Southgate is going to pick the wrong squad, and that's going to be quite shitty for everyone. Uh, so anyway, even up to the No, I don't think a good attack. Like they need to fire him. They need to fire him. They genuinely need to fire him because they are going to waste another generation of talent on the wrong manager. Yeah, I also think a lot of these Chelsea academy guys are pretty good for England. Actually, they have all, all your Reese James, or Mason Mount. Mason Mount is there, of course. Hmm, of course, Mason Mount is going to be his like his his child, and I and I want Mason any starting eleven that I have. I have Mason Mount in it because I really like that guy. I feel he's he's like he has end product and also he's got a great work work rate. His his, his engine is pretty insane. Yeah. Tuchel gave him the armband for the, the Sheffield game. He'll he'll become captain. He'll become captain in a couple of years, dude. I, yeah, he's the next Terry Lampard. Whatever. I think if Chelsea if Chelsea go for Declan Rice, that midfield is sorted. Also, I don't think we will because. Our top manager doesn't want us to go for it mm-hmm. because he was from our academy, and yeah. it's like the Kevin De Bruyne situation kind of mm. thing. But him and him and Mason Mount are like best friends, right? right? So okay. But the England team, they'll be good, right? I think they'll be good together. They'll be good in that team. I hope that. I mean, we'll. That's for us to discuss on the next one. So I think we'll wrap it up here. We've been talking for an, for more than an hour at this point, <laughs> but it was good, guys. It was it was fun chatting with everyone. I mean, this, which is basically we do this all yeah, anyway. But this is good fun. Yeah, we yeah. do we do this yeah. anyway. So just fun. might as well like record it and put it up. And if others are interested, let them hear what we have to say. And that should be it. See you guys soon. Bye.